this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, we re-enter my garden space. No crafting today. No cooking today. No long journeys into green history and uses of or folklore and remedies. No crafting today. No. No, we're going back to the kind of thing that only happens here. So open up your big book of stuff and turn to this section on garden wars and garden shenanigans. Because today we are going to cover the great milkweed war of 2024. This will be a good one. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by the Michigan Witches Ball. The Michigan Witches Ball happens every year in Michigan, in the southeast area of the metropolis right outside of Detroit. This year it's happening in Warren at the Ukrainian Cultural Center. It is a costume ball, and the theme this year is a magical house party. So come on out in your finest costumes, bring your wands or your witchy hats, or just dress up for the affair. It is a not-for-profit event that benefits three Michigan charities, Pin Mobile Food Pantry that is open to all, the Wolf Run Wildlife Spiritual Sanctuary, as well as the Michigan Pagan Scholarship Fund. The Michigan Witches Ball is an inclusive event, so never feel that you'll be left out. Also, keep in mind that this event is 21 years old and up only. They remind you to dress to impress. The event comes with dinner, dancing, and an open bar. You'll also find out that evening who is this year's 2023 Michigan Pagan of the Year, an award given to those who have made contributions to their community over their lifetimes. We hope to see you there at Michigan Witches Ball. You can find us on Facebook, Eventbrite, or michiganwitchesballandbazaar.com. Now back to the show. Now many of you may know that the monarch butterfly population is dependent upon primarily the milkweed to sustain itself and because of that there's been a push to plant milkweed in as many places as many of us are able especially if you're on a traditionally heavy migratory route for the monarch butterfly 
which we are. In fact, our garden is heavily visited by different species of butterflies. Is that right? Different species? No? No, I don't think so. But different kinds, yes. But they're all butterflies. Usually the most popular and frequent visitor that we are accustomed to observing visit our gardens are the black swallowtail butterflies. We love those butterflies. It took me a few years for the caterpillars that they grow up from in their weird caterpillary glory. And I must say that I do miss having the fennel that I planted in hopes I'd have this fennel fence line forest. But they made short work of that over the years. So now we just let the fennel grow wild Hope for the best, knowing that the caterpillars do enjoy it. They also enjoy the dill we plant, as well as the lovage, as well as the uh, other fennel. We have regular fennel and bronze fennel. And the narrow leaf baby rue, also known as ruda. They love all of those plants and they lay eggs on them heavily. Another butterfly we often get is an, the Admiral. It's beautiful, it's red, it's gorgeous, and for some reason, it likes to, or I should say, they like to hang out in this garden. This is a recent addition. It's not even been five years yet that they've been coming over here. And at first I was worried because they're so brightly colored against all the green out there. I thought that they would fall prey to the lurking toads that seem to visit our garden unexpectedly. They seem to come in waves and just hang out. If you hear thumping in the background, that is the sound of mulberries hitting my roof from the mulberry tree behind our house. But back to monarchs. We also get monarch butterflies that visit. There is an empty lot next door to us that happened after the home was torn down and it's been rewilded through neglect. And my husband does mow occasionally, the part that we have closest to us. But the management here seems to be a little bit more laissez-faire 
so there's plenty of habitat for the monarchs. There's actually little groups of that's a lot of mulberries. You didn't hear it, but there was a crash of uh, mulberries against something in the back. I have uh, water basins for animals and tin pans, so I think a bunch just fell. But back to the point, we have large groups of uh, standing milkweed toward the back fence area on the property line, so we get our share of monarch butterflies. But that's not the problem. This is the part where some of my friends who are local here and know me in real life probably will become sad when I tell them that within the confines of our own gardens, all milkweed is pulled up and destroyed as soon as it is spotted. However, my husband is not as adept at spotting them early as I am. It's become a game between us. Well, that's not completely true. It's a game for me to spot the milkweed, and it's an unending war against the milkweed runners for my husband, because they take up space in his garden, and he is very much about order. And milkweed pops up where it likes. And because I know some wonderful people in a group called Will Forage for Food, uh, they'd probably love to come here and just collect all these wonderful shoots, because when they're young, they can be processed and eaten. So, if you're listening to this episode, I'll try to save you some. You see, my husband has been fighting these two strips of milkweed for many years now. It's, it's become a thing. The first time it was fine. It was just one little milkweed plant and then it was two. But I backed, I said, please, for the butterflies. That's before I realized we were surrounded by milkweed all over the place. So milkweed in our garden is not absolutely necessary. And so began the great campaign to rout out all the extraneous milkweed that was invading the garden. This is a battle that has been going on for several years. I don't think he'll win. I get up every morning, and most days I go out there and say, Hi, Milkweed, because a new one has popped up out of nowhere. And Milkweed becomes crafty. It will, once it realizes you know where to hunt it, it'll look for places, and I know I'm giving, you know, sentience, I know I'm giving anthropomorphic personification to the Milkweed, I get it. What's up, Terry Bratchett? How you doing? But, um, inside joke, inside joke. But, I can't help it. It, it hides. It, it hides. It knows my husband's there. And it hides. And my husband knows it's there. And he seeks. And it's this weird 
frustrating game. It's almost, you know, like Sisyphus with a stone. It's crazy. At times, he can get genuinely and genuinely frustrated because they pop up out of nowhere. They hide in the grass. They hide on the edges of the garden. They hide behind wheelbarrows. They hide next to trees. Although not next to that cherry tree. The roots are too thick and dense. And uh, it's, it's, they're too, um, too thick over there. It's very, very busy. But right now, there are two giant milkweeds hiding in the lovage. Oh, he thought he got both of the ones that I showed him. I just neglected to show him the other ones because I love seeing them. I, they make me smile. I love watching this, this endless game that the milkweed plays with my husband. And I love watching the butterflies inevitably win the battle with the milkweed and they join up and they laugh and they enjoy the season while my husband eventually lets it go once they get big enough to bloom. Once they get past a certain point, they're allowed to stay because they've made it past his sentinel-like powers to eradicate them. So that's the thing. I'm letting these two hide in the lovage. And my lovage is insanely large. It's insanely tall. It is about, I want to say five or six feet. I am not short. I'm just vertically challenged. I am of average height. But they're hiding in there. And they actually have assistance from a potted couple of raspberry, oh sorry, blackberry brambles that are hiding their little, you know, their little enterprise. So he can't see them. Once we finish with this episode, I'm going outside and I'm going to check the carnage. Oftentimes, the milkweed uh, shooters are just thrown around, left to dry out in the sun on the paving stones. But I am curious if he was able to find them yesterday. Yesterday we had a rainy day, so there was no seeking for the milkweed's hiding. I'm going to check its progress. And if it had a chance to open up, it's home free. It wins. And those two milkweeds get to stay. And I will be so happy. You know, it's one of those fun things I love to see happen. I, I can't explain why I like it. It just makes me weirdly happy. It just does. And... I like to share happy things with my friends. And we're friends, right? And I wanted to be focused in this episode about the adventures of the butterflies, my husband and milkweed, because sometimes, just sometimes, you need to weed out too much extraneous material. You get it? Weed it out? Because I didn't want to milk the topic? Milkweed, weed it out. Milk the topic. Don't make that face. It was funny. At least I thought it was. 
I'm trying. I think I'm getting better. That's a no. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we'll keep working on, on the jokes. We'll keep working on the mom jokes. But if you have milkweed in your garden, maybe think about a little space for it away from things you're planting in the main garden because it will take over. But beware. Just when you think it's all gone, it'll come back to war again. I love doing this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. I'll let you know how it goes pretty soon here on my Magical Cottage for Life. <laughs>